When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I need information. I thought you might be able to help. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. Now tell us everything. Everything. Kit Harrington has nothing but pride about getting help. That's the headline. Uh, following news that his decision to get help included uh, getting uh, treatment. Uh, to recover from exhaustion and alcohol use at a luxury rehab retreat in Connecticut. Now, this is just a day after Page Six broke the news. A source tells them that the Game of Thrones star has, quote, nothing but pride for this decision. Quote, if seeing Kit get help can help anyone struggling, that's fantastic. There's no shame at all to this. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, There is no shame. At all. I'm glad he's getting the help he needs. He is uh, 32 years old, and of course, most people know him for playing Jon Snow in the HBO hit Game of Thrones. Apparently, according to uh, a friend that was speaking to Page Six, which makes you wonder what kind of friend that is, mm-hmm. uh, quote, the end of Game of Thrones really hit hit hard. He realized that this, this is the end. It was something they'd worked on so hard for so many years. He had a moment of what next? Well, we do wish him all the best, as you said. Clearly. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Chris Kattan is talking. You know, he's got this new memoir coming out. And apparently he thinks his sex life destroyed his relationship with Will Ferrell. Uh, I would like to hear more well, about Well, this all that. has to do with that relationship uh, that he had with that woman who... Uh, was supposed to be attached to the film Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story we heard earlier was that Lauren Michaels, according to Chris Kattan, pressured him to have sex with Amy Heckerling. Yeah. And that relationship that he went on to have with her, which really just included them having sex, I guess, uh, was... um, Something that Will Ferrell didn't take to very kindly. Okay, well, we'll be talking about this a little bit later in the show, but I am, I am curious what the other players in the story will have to say about that particular story. Yeah, he's namely Lauren Michaels, Amy Heckerling, and Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yes. The secret dalliances, according to Page Six, ultimately put a strain on his relationship with Will Ferrell. "Quote: I tried to hide my relationship with Amy, not realizing how obvious it had been to everyone else, including Will." Not to mention that Lauren told me about it in the first place. Huh. So, anyway. We'll learn more, or we'll talk more about that, of course. Now, I want to tell you about Lori Laughlin's daughters. We haven't talked about them in a while. 
Olivia Jade Giannulli and uh, her older sister Isabella Rose Giannulli were spotted together publicly for the first time. Wow. This is, of course, the first time since the news of their parents, Lori and Massimo's alleged involvement in that college admissions scandal. That was yeah. back in March. So this is the first time we've seen them in public. In fact, this was on Monday. Well, together in public. Correct. Yeah. Together in public. Because they've been out partying. The uh, sisters were photographed outside a nightclub in West Hollywood called Bootsy Bellows. Olivia was wearing a leather jacket with a pink shirt, while Isabella, 20, opted for a shiny black jacket instead. Um, I feel like we talked about this in terms of uh, Olivia Jade recently because Bootsy Bellows is like a 21 and over nightclub. Yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. Um, in fact, that was probably yesterday that Holly mentioned that in a dirt alert. Oh, I think it was actually weeks ago that she was there not with her sister. And oh, it's a 21 yeah, and over and she's not yet 21. Well, she's still there. So oh, there you go. FYI. They're both under 21. 19 and 20. Hmm. Those are the headlines for this hour. For more, you can head to mytalk1071.com. That's great. Keep those periodic updates coming. My Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 1071. Why do I pull you close and then ask you for space? What is your unpopular local opinion? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. Uh, and uh, Bradley, unpopular local opinions are on your mind. Yes. Well, um, and it's only because I saw this piece in the City Pages uh, about a guy who said that he did not like the spoon and cherry sculpture. And all hell broke loose, according to City Pages. So I had to learn more. And of course, I love when I see unpopular opinions because I'm always curious. What are the things people harbor secretly inside them that are run counter to widespread opinion, generally Mm -hmm. speaking? And this is sort of a local edition. Josh uh, on the Twitters at Josh North South said, what's your controversial local opinion? Mine is that I don't care for the spoon and cherry. Of course, that uh, iconic sculpture in the sculpture garden in uh, on the edge of downtown Minneapolis. I can't say that I disagree with him, but I do understand what? that people will come at you if you believe something about How do you the not Twin like Cities. The spoon and cherry. I just have never really gotten it. I, I mean, like, I like sculpture. it. It's iconic. It's you know, I like that you think of Minneapolis when you see it. But in terms of you know my affection for for it, I don't have much. Six five one six four one one oh seven one. Do you have an unpopular opinion about the area in which we live? Uh six five one six four one one oh seven one. Bradley, I know that you've got Oh, mine one for years two. and you know it's awkward to say now because uh may he rest in peace, but I am not a fan of, of Prince music. It's not that I don't appreciate Prince where his uh artistic contributions and cultural impact yes. here in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. 
But I just never understood people's um, obsession locally with Prince. Yeah. Versus, say, any other amazing. I mean, it's because he's here. It's that's, local. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing that people get really excited about. But I'm like, okay, so, I mean, there are some other really great and talented people. So that's my unpopular opinion. See, I'm already defending it because I, I can hear people yelling at their radios. Well, because, and I don't know if this is just characteristic of, of Minnesota or if it's like this all over the world or all over the country. I have only lived in Minnesota long term, so... I can't say for sure, but one of the things that I find admirable or hilarious, depending on how you look at it, about our people is that we're fiercely loyal to all things that are Minnesota. Yeah. And to have an opinion about that that says I'm not a big fan of that thing somehow can be interpreted by other Minnesotans as though you are not loyal to our fair state because that thing that you don't like is the thing that makes us unique in the mind of the the receiver, right? So yeah. if you say, I'm not a big fan of Prince music, everybody else in Minnesota is like, you can't say that, he's ours? Because we get so yeah, excited about our stuff. Yeah, they take it as a personal stuff. affront to yes. their Minnesotanness. Okay, so I said Prince. I could probably you know rattle off a few others. What are the things that uh, you have unpopular opinions about locally? Uh, I'm going to find a positive way to say this. Just say it. Well, no, I'm going to say I'm going to say it positively because I don't want to call anybody else out. Oh. But I think there's only one restaurant who has any business making Juicy Lucy's and it's Matt's. Look at you. So what I'm basically saying is everybody else who serves a Juicy Lucy is garbage. No, oh my God, I not think- that they're garbage. I just the only Juicy Lucy that anybody should be eating it comes out of Matt's. Period. That's interesting. All right. That's my. Unpo- I mean, I, don't I know actually if that's my unpopular juicy Lucy opinion is there are better juicy Lucys. Oh my god! You just gave me the finger. You guys, she literally just gave me a middle finger. <laughs> I just think that you there there might be some better juicy Lucys in the state of Minnesota. That is not true. That is sacrilege, and I will not have it. I mean, living no. a few blocks from Matt's, I understand what I'm saying. <sighs> Stephanie's on the phone. Let's go to Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. What's your unpopular opinion? Well, I always say that I think I'm the last person or the only person in the state who misses the Metrodome. Oh, really? Why do you miss the Metrodome? Um, the, the fact that you could, it was a lot cheaper. Okay. You could, you know, get your little dome dog and your pop and everything for for just pocket change, really. You could go there on a day, on that day of the game and be sure to get a seat. Yeah. And it was always open, rain or shine. And and I just, the, the, the target field is very lovely, but to me it's just. It's no big. metronome. It's no metronome for you, Right, Stephanie. and it's it's too big. To me, but that's oh, just me. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Stephanie. So Stephanie Stephanie uh misses the Metrodome and really I think she was taking the opportunity to get in a dig or two at uh Target Field. Uh let's go to Donna. Donna's on the line. What's your unpopular local opinion, Donna? Hi, I think that our zoos are terrible. Oh I, no. I don't love zoos, but Como and the Minnesota Zoo are dirty and smelly, and <laughs> even when they've remodeled, they haven't stepped up their game. Donna oh is my goodness. not Donna holding is back. Dropping her truth. Sorry, sorry. Uh, here's my thing about I love the, the zoo. Minnesota zoo. I do too. And here's my thing about all zoos. They 
see, like, because animals yeah. smell away and they make things that smell yeah, no, and there's a poo. smell. So, like, I just, I've never been to a zoo that doesn't smell a little animally. Yeah. So, I just, I don't think that's a fair assessment, is all I'm saying. True, true. All right, let's go to I'm Sarah. Doing the thing, We're talking though. about unpopular opinions. <laughs> Sarah, what's your unpopular opinion? Oh, God, this is going to get me in trouble, but I do not like Minneapolis. I think it's overrated. Ah, pardon think, me? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's really overrated. A bunch of pictures. I just, I just, I'm a St. Paul girl. I do not like Minneapolis. Hey, um, can I ask you a question, Sarah? Well, first of all, um, so you are a St. Paul girl, so you have a vested interest in beating on Minneapolis. It's okay. It's historic. We know. <laughs> yeah. But um, the rivalry has been happening. <laughs> I've lived for, in both cities forever. I understand how that works. But is there a particular part of Minneapolis that you think is uh, particularly that way? Because I I would not disagree with some of the things you said. I think, though, that it tends to fall in a particular area of Minneapolis. I would probably say uptown. Yes. Yes. And little, and I st- I'm starting to kind of see it a little bit in the Northeast, but not as bad. But uptown is just obnoxious, and I just, I'm over it. What's what's your favorite part of St. Paul? Oh, I love the um, Cathedral Hill area. I yeah. love um, Summit Avenue. I love, I used to live by like the Grand Avenue. So Sure, yeah, it's a love, beautiful place. I love that place. But, and, um, but let's be real, Sarah. Yeah. As far as downtowns are concerned. I mean, come on, yes. Sarah. St. Paul's downtown is pretty sketchy, <laughs> especially at night. There's no, like, lights. and There's nothing very, happening. It's just not very livable. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, and Sarah. No there. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Thanks, Sarah. Sarah. I, I, will, I will allow that opinion. I love how we're totally <laughs> like, well, because I think she this has a good point about do, Uptown. Though. We drove through Uptown. Yes. I mean, I drive uptown all the time but we were driving through in a way that jamie and i were both in the car and we were just commenting on how different uptown is and how it just doesn't feel it feels like some weird uh amusement park ride it feels like it's trying too hard well i think it serves its purpose for people who maybe don't now this is another judgment but like people (laughs) who don't live in the city and they think they're coming in for a city experience and so they go to like some of those places that i won't name because i want to be nice this is fun. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, thank you everybody for being so brave and bold and sharing your unpopular opinions and letting us judge your opinions. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to talk about this Chris Kattan memoir because this keeps coming up. We keep talking about the little bombs he's dropping in this memoir, but most notably he shared in this memoir uh, that Lauren Michaels uh, suggested something that kind of makes Lauren Michaels look kind of horrible and disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it after this on okay. Montag 1071. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs... 
Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everywhere I go, I got a million different people trying to kick it, but I'm still alone in my mind. From my talk and the St. Paul Saints is coming to CHS Field in St. Paul on June 20th. The tickets are on sale and you can get them by going to mytalk1071.com keyword Greece. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley, ugh, we got to talk about this uh, memoir that has been written by Chris Catan. Oh, yeah. Also, memoir from Chris Kattan, not something I thought I would find myself talking about in 2019, but that is the times. Them's the times Them's we live the in. Times. Um, I, again, not on my radar, uh, haven't thought about Chris Kattan since he was voted off Dancing with the Stars, which actually was kind of a sad moment, um, if you remember Not correctly. just a sad moment, it was just a sad experience. The whole like, thing. Like, the entire thing, like, he has had a rough go of it. He has. And one of the things he talks about in this memoir called Baby Don't Hurt Me, uh, he talks about the scene behind the scenes at the it, during the, the filming and the making of the movie A Night at the Roxbury. This is a 1990s comedy that was based on the recurring sketch that starred Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell. So um, there was a director who was attached to to the project. She was actually slated to helm the project uh, in 1998 and she allegedly came on to Chris Kattan and he was like, nah, no, thank you. And apparently the next day she was kind of wa- she had been waffling about whether or not she was going to stay attached to the project. And she had communicated with Lauren Michaels, who's the uh, producer, director, creator of Saturday Night Live. Uh, and he was angry and he called Chris Kattan, Lauren Michaels did. And he said, listen, uh, Amy Heckerling, who at the time was a really sought after director. She had directed Clueless. She's considering backing out of Night at the Roxbury. And apparently, according to Chris Kattan, he said, uh, that Paramount would only do the movie if Amy signed on as a director and not as a producer. And he wanted to make sure the movie, if he wanted to make sure the movie happened, that he better keep Amy happy. And then, according to Chris Kattan, Lauren Michaels said, I'm not saying you have to bleep her, but it wouldn't hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, that's gross. Doesn't surprise me at all, in fact, though. What part of it doesn't surprise you? That somebody would say those things. Yeah, and I well, I mean, just again, you have to remember we're in the '90s, right? And I guess that you're okay. So, I, you know, at first when I read this, I was like, "This is like Me Too once removed." Yeah, where rather than you know, where this is at the request of somebody in power telling somebody who's not as much in power to please somebody who's kind of in the middle of the power. Yeah, right. Bizarre, but then I thought about it. I, you know, context is can be hard to 
you know, hard to interpret when you're reading a book and you have to get yourself sort of in the mindset, you know, Lauren Michaels, that probably is like a boys club a little bit, oh, SNL. I'm sure. And I'm sure. A little bit? Oh, I'm sure it's like, a lot very of much. And I'm sure that, that Lauren Michaels, if he did indeed say such a thing, was maybe not serious about that request. Because it's a joking atmosphere. Yeah, but see, okay, so let me clarify. What I'm saying is I'm not surprised at all. I still think it's reprehensible, and I still think it's viewed through the lens of 2019 very eye-opening. And and also, I think uh, what's interesting is the way that Chris Kattan sort of goes on to say um, he writes that he was attracted to heckerling, But at the same time, he was very afraid of the power that she and Lauren wielded over his career. Right. And, you know, you can think to yourself, oh, it's just a bunch of guys sitting around. He's like, hey, let's do this lady. And uh, it's a guy. So it's like he's in control and he's doing the lady. But like he's in a situation where even if he just because he finds her sexually attractive means nothing. Right. Right. If you're in a situation where you feel the pressure of somebody like Lauren Michaels, who can make you or break you in, and like, has done so to several people yeah. over the gener- since the 1970s. And he says, even in a joking way, I mean, you don't have to bleep her, but, you know, keep her happy. You're thinking to yourself, well, if I want to get ahead, I'm going to have sex with this woman. I may not have had sex otherwise. And just putting somebody in the position of having to mull that over in their head it's not to say that he forced her to have sex with a lady it's that he used his power power even unwittingly yeah he was coercing an employee to you know contemplate a sexual relationship now again we're we're writing a lot of fiction because we don't really know what his side of the story is that is lauren michaels well and that's something interesting too is that we don't know lauren michaels side of the story because a representative from Saturday Night Live has alleged that that didn't happen at all. Um, And Amy Heckerling, who's the other character in the story, uh, has not made comment. And so we haven't heard from any of uh, either of those two players. But what he goes on to tell in his memoir, Chris Kattan does, is that they did end up having a consensual sexual relationship. And, And a lot of people say, well, then what's your problem? But again, I would say just put yourself... And again, it's not to say Lauren Michaels needs to be fired. Amy Heckerling is, you know, it's just to say I can totally imagine being in an environment where you felt obligated to do something that in the regular world you wouldn't do. And right. that's kind of gross. Right, right. Right. Also, by the way, and this doesn't really matter, but it does sort of figure into the story. Chris Kattan was 27 at the time and she was 43. Yeah. At the time. It's power dynamics. Yeah. Are very tricky. Woo! All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things. And hey, if you want to be the winner of tickets to see New Kids on the Block, 651-641-1071. First of all, 
I need to say congratulations to Heather because she was the winner of tickets to see the mixtape tour. New Kids on the Block, Salt and Pepper, Tiffany, Yay. Debbie Gibson, and Naughty by Nature. That's at the XL Energy Center on June 11th. And tickets are on sale now. And I just want to remind people we'll be giving those away again tomorrow. So you'll have another opportunity to win. So make sure you're listening to the Colleen and Bradley show. Also, new in May on My Talk 1071's Listener Rewards, enter to win an REI gift card, Dunn Brothers Coffee, or a Wagner's Greenhouse and Garden Center gift card. Just log in online through the app and become eligible for prizes. And you can see all of the prizes and listener rewards on the app or at MyTalk1071.com. And now on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We like to tell you about dumb people doing dumb things. It's yep. Crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in this state of Florida. Florida. And uh, the city, state, and area that we are going to first is Indiana. We're going to Indiana. Very and Indiana. We're actually going to Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. Uh, where a car chase occurred on Sunday night. Ooh. Now, this if this does not sound like it comes straight out of a TV show or movie, I don't know what does. Okay, okay cool. So, uh, it's a car chase. It's Sunday night. And the bridge is out. Right? Mm-hmm. The car is coming, barreling at the bridge, but the bridge is out. Oh, no. So, the guy uh, tries to you know, avoid going through the barricades on the bridge and ends up getting his car stuck in like the shoulder area. What is that thing called? The ditch. Okay. But he has to bail because the cops are right behind him. Right. He's like, I got to get out of here. So he makes a run for it. And then I'm not really entirely sure how, because he left something very important in the car. What did they leave in the car? A person? His leg. With a crock on it. His prosthetic leg. Oh my God. So not his actual <laughs> leg, but a prosthesis? No. Yes, prosthesis. exactly. He um he left his prosthetic leg with a crock on it in the car you'd think. Wait a minute, wait a minute. In the car with a crocodile on it? Crock. A, not a crocodile. Oh, I thought you meant like there was a crocodile. <laughs> chewing on his leg and like he tried to get away and the crocodile ate his leg which begs the question why would there be a crocodile in indianapolis thank you i don't know also you mean like a shoe the shoe the croc shoe like mario shoes that nobody should wear unless it's inside the house or right outside your house not at all burn them i mean they're good for gardening you can do better or you can just wear them. It's fine. But they should not be on a prosthetic leg in a car when the person is making a run for it because they were on a car chase. Wouldn't you need your prosthetic One leg? One would think. And that's the part. More See, like a, like, not like he was running away. It's more like a hop. hop. Right? So your brain is working on the riddle of why was there a crocodile in on a prosthetic leg. My brain is working on how did he get away and hop on one leg and still not get caught. Yeah. Also, maybe he had or, another prosthetic leg and it was just like he had different legs for different occasions. Or maybe it wasn't even his leg. I mean, there I have so mm-hmm. many questions. I don't know. Maybe what he took somebody else's leg. He sounds like a criminal. That's true. Maybe yeah. he's a leg thief. 
So uh, apparently they still are on the lookout for him. And there you go. Okay. All right. (sighs) That was in Indianapolis, right? Correct. Okay. Well, now we need to go to Florida. Oh, perfect. Yay. And they do have crocodiles there. there, but there are no crocodiles in this particular story. Instead, we've got two people. One is 42 years old and her name is Natasha Ethel Bagley. Okay. So Natasha Bagley is facing charges for armed burglary, assault and battery, attempted robbery with a deadly weapon and criminal Excuse me. Criminal mischief. <laughs> criminal myth, myth. Criminal mischief. Okay. Yep. Well, that's not crazy, stupid, idiot worthy. No, that's just really. a lot of crime stuff, and that's no fun. It's just crimey. Uh, but it's what Bagley and her girlfriend did around the crimey that is rather crazy, stupid, idiot worthy. Okay. So let's paint the picture for you. So we need to go all the way back to April 2nd, where Natasha and her girlfriend, Genesis... Genesis. Genesis. Not the one that was on The Real World Boston... Nor Phil Collins' band. Thank you. Okay. They went to a uh, Burger King in Miami in April and asked uh, for some stuff. One of the things they asked for, though, was free French fries. I mean, can you just do that? I don't know. It might work. However, an employee said, yeah, no, I'm not giving you free French fries. And at that point, they got very aggravated. Natasha and Genesis. Okay. They were very aggravated that the employee would not honor their wish to have free French fries at the drive through, which wouldn't that be nice if right? you could do that? Just Can I just up, get some free French some fries? Free French fries. Uh, when the employee refused, the two decided to park the vehicle and go into the restaurant to take their beef over the free fries into the Burger King. At some point, I don't know what, what, uh, made this happen, what the catalyst was. But at one point, Genesis hopped over the counter and with her hands in her pockets, claimed to the people at the Burger King that she had a weapon and demanded the manager give her all the money in the register. Wow. So we escalated from free French fries to all the money in the register. Give me all your money. Not a lot of time. When the manager tried to call police, uh, that is when um, Genesis punched the woman in the face. Oh. And that's when um, Ms. Bagley, Natasha, Natasha Bagley joined in, helping Genesis assault the manager. Okay. Instead of assaulting the fries like right. they could have. Mm-hmm. But they for didn't like even 99 get the fries. Cents. The pair allegedly tore registers out of the restaurant, like out, off the counter. <laughs> And monitors off the counter before driving away from the restaurant in an SUV. Don't you wonder what the conversation was in the car on the way away from that? Like, I just wanted some fries. Yeah, Why like, did you have to go all crazy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what happened next? Genesis, by the way, is still on the run. But Natasha was booked Tuesday after uh, the victims managed to identify her. Now, please open the link because I want you to see what she looks like. Oh, ever-loving God. Okay. Oh, wow. What does she look like to you? Um, I'm not really sure. (laughs) Um, (sighs) Describe her for me, if you would, in a few words. She's got 
robust tatas. <laughs> she looks, she actually looks like a bodybuilder with a wig on. Yeah, and the wig is does not match her personality. No, it's at a, all. It's a banged bob, like a very blunt cut. Yep, bang, bl- very white blonde. blonde. Bob. Natasha doesn't look happy. Uh, Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. To be anywhere. <laughs> now, I should tell you that um, wow. this all started apparently when a- they wanted the free fries in response to they thought one of the restaurant workers called them a bitch. Oh. And so they wanted free fries as a result of being called a bitch. I will give them points for creativity. Yeah. That, you know, listen, I will forget about the name calling if you just hand over some free fries. But that really went all together wrong. Natasha, when she was in court, tried to dispute uh, what happened. And the judge told her to shut up and listen to her lawyer. (laughs) So she's not a very friendly person, but hopefully they find Genesis soon. She's got a Facebook page. I'm looking. Oh, okay. Thank you. I was looking up Natasha Bagley. You can't find her. She, well, oh, no. Yes, you can. She's there, but she can't see anything on her account. That's unfortunate. Yeah. She does seem to like wigs, though. She is a fan of wigs. She's. Uh, shh. It's a wig. Uh, all right. For our next, next story, we are going to Oregon. <clears throat> the story starts one place and ends in a very different place. Okay. And you're going to wonder at what point have we confronted the crazy, stupid idiot in this story. Okay. Okay. 34-year-old Jeremy Thomas got into an argument with his stepfather, and he pointed a gun at him on Saturday in Crooked River Ranch, Oregon. Oh, wow. So you're like, oh, well, that's, you know, crazy, stupid idiot right there, right? Got Mm -hmm. into an argument with his stepfather, pointed a gun at him. Uh, He also, by the way, fired a shot out of that gun. Jeez. But missed. Calm down. But he missed. Okay. So the stepfather called the cops naturally, and uh, Jeremy made a run for it. And Jeremy didn't just take himself, he took his girlfriend and their three-year-old daughter. Ugh. Right? Mm. Uh, the, the cops were able, though, to get a description of his vehicle because the stepfather gave it to him. It's a 2017 Chevy Cruze. Well, they put out an APB on that vehicle and uh, just a few hours later they got a tip from a tow truck driver um, that he had the vehicle in his possession possession in his possession okay are you wondering why he how the tow truck driver got it what happened nope dumber so what happened was Jeremy didn't make sure he had a full tank of gas when he made a run for it so he ran out of gas. So he ran out of gas. That's dumb, yeah, right? Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Well, in order to get more gas, he broke into a barn and he found a gas can and had some fuel in it. And so he went and put that into his uh, car. That doesn't seem like a good idea. It really doesn't seem was like it a good fuel? idea. It was diesel. Oh, and he's not driving a diesel vehicle. I take no. It. Okay. 
So his car what does that do, engine. I well, I learned when I read the story that it makes your car engine seize up. Oh. So then his car was really stuck. So he had no gas, and then his engine seized up. He was not destined to get away. Uh, so he called a tow truck, and then when the tow truck driver was like, "Hey, by the way, I got the vehicle," well, he couldn't get far either. So thirty-four-year-old Jeremy Thomas was a sitting duck when the cops showed up. They arrested him. He's facing charges for menacing, pointing a firearm at another person, unlawful use of a weapon in possession of a firearm by a felon. Oh, yeah, because he's also a felon. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of not surprising, right? Now, just in case you were wondering, hmm, but he stole fuel and he broke into a barn. Is he going to have to face charges for that? Yep, burglary and theft charges for the diesel fuel that he stole from the bar, the barn. <sighs> Don't do it, kids. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, 245 every day, we play the throwback live. Donnie's going to come in. Yay! And he's going to be administering the throwback today. After okay, this, on right. my talk, 1071. And it's the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And as it is 245, it means that we have a certain game to play. And that game is called The Throwback Live. It's time for the Festivus Feats of Strength. Actually, it's time for the Throwback Live. At 245. Hit it. Sweep the leg. I must put a win just one for the Colleen versus Bradley. Oh, nerd versus party girl. In a pop culture audio battle. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one no touching of the hair or face. And now, your host, Holly Roberts. Never heard of her. Wow, oh, Holly, your wow. She's gone for voice a day has and changed. I have a really bad cold Ooh. today, guys, so it's going to sound like this for the entire program. Sounds good, Holly. Yeah. No, Holly, I don't know where Holly is. She didn't share that information with me. Well, None of your business. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. She actually asked us to make sure we don't share it with you at all. <laughs> it's fine. I'm perfectly okay with that. All right, it is the Throwback Live at 245. How does it work? Many of you uh, know by now, and just in case you don't, we're going to play five pop culture audio clips and then Clean and Bradley will uh, attempt to come up with the answer. And they do that by chiming in with their name. Colleen! Bradley. Yes, just like that. And I believe I have the correct score. I think it's Bradley 137. Yeah! Colleen 125. Yeah! Okay. Uh, no, they're just numbers. Wow. Okay. It's just like age. Age is just a number. All right. Holly has a theme for you. And that theme is... Of course she does. She's a big themer. (laughs) She loves themes. Mm -hmm. These are number one songs on this day. Oh. Number one songs on this day. And Holly says you only need to name the artist. Okay. Okay. The artiste. The artiste. Are you ready for your first? (sighs) Ready as I'm ever going to be. Okay. Here we go. Hopefully this is the right one. Bradley Trainer. Yes. 
That is Paula Abdul. Yes, it is Paula Abdul. Do you know the song? Uh, no. Just forever no. Your Girl. Yeah, Forever Your Girl. I don't okay. get a point for that, but no, I just wanted don't. to know something. Congratulations. Bradley gets a point. Thank you. Let's move on to our second pop culture oh, clip. We're just ro- motoring through these. What, did you have something you'd like to say? No, not at all. Yeah, no, I'm you're just, just a, like, uh, enjoying it, the efficiency. Donnie's at a clip so right we, now. I'm kind of like that relief pitcher that comes in and says, let's get the darn game over yeah. with. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but not like too fast. Uh, I won't go too okay. fast. Right, Thank good. you. Because then we have to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <Hate> your guts. <gasps> Whoa! That was kidding. aggressive. Kidding. All right. These are songs number one on this day. Uh, and I'm going to move up to... Uh, am I supposed to give you the year? No. No, I don't need to give you the year? Okay, just the artist. <laughs> I didn't know because she wrote the year down. Oh, so I, I mean, know. feel free. I don't care. All right. This was number one on this day in 1999. Mm. Here we go. Bradley Trainer. Yes, Bradley. That's Ricky Martin. Yes, Ricky Martin. <laughs> Living la vida loca. That was a really a transitional moment for uh, music, actually. Right? Oh, Pop really? music. It really, there was a shift back towards... You know, Menudo? No, pop music. <laughs> because wasn't that like the grungy what? times? I, uh, oh, yeah. could tell you about this. was a little this. bit too late yeah. for grungy. Well, then it wasn't grunge, but whatever was behind Living La Vida Loca, ask <laughs> Before Arthur. we lived La Vida Loca, it was Well, she, you know, right time. about that time, uh, you know, J-Lo's ex was very successful. What's his name? Mark uh, Anthony. Mark, Mark Anthony, Anthony was enjoying success. Uh, who's the other guy that... Uh, Who's saying hero? Who is that? That's Enrique Iglesias. Iglesias. Hero, yeah, so I think those are all right around the same time. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You sort are correct. A, a Latin invasion. Yes. Okay. I could be your hero, baby. And now Bradley will sing every song he hears the title of. Bradley has two points. Colleen, you have to score, but yeah, as Holly likes to say, it's <laughs> anybody's game. We Come are, on, it's anybody's game. We are Colleen. doing songs that were number one lips. on this day. <laughs> and uh, we're going to jump up to uh, 2009. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Here we go. People Bradley Trainer. Yes, Bradley? That is uh, that is uh, Fergie and the Black Eyed Peas. Yes, that is correct. correct. That was stupid. Boom, Why was that stupid? I love that, that song too. Get that boom, boom, he just pow. the thing is, is that, that boom, he just boom. gets it faster. And it makes okay, me mad. Okay, so the reason you can't even say that with a straight face is because... <laughs> so dumb. That's how you win, you it's ding-a-ling. So stupid. I mean, why do you always have to come first? Well, that's what I'm annoyed by. It's just how fast well, you do the thing. Sucks. Usually you're the music genius. I, I know. thought for sure you had this in the bag. Mm-hmm. I feel like you and Holly conspired. But what did he win, <laughs> Donnie? Oh, yeah. Okay, Tell conspiracy he theory. Uh, he won a Paula Abdul Greatest Hits cassette. <gasps> Uh, that I found in a closet at my house. Problem. Wow. He does not have a tape deck, and it will yeah, be useless. That's too, that's I do have a tape deck. Do you? Yeah. You can play the cassette? I have a tape deck, and I have a, a turntable, turn and oh, a microphone. Two? What? Do you have two turntables yes. and a microphone? Well, actually, you have some DJ at the, DJ at the house? I got two turntables and a microphone. microphone. Although, so I always thought it was two chinchillas and a microphone. <laughs> Which makes no sense. <laughs> also, who's saying that? Who's saying two turntables and a microphone? Uh, oh, was that Beck? Yeah, I just wanted to see was if you know. Can we play the last So just for fun, why don't we do the other two songs that was Bradley won. He just has 138 points. Uh, oh, we didn't need to say 138, that write that 138. down. 138, I will remember. Okay, thank you. 
right, 1979. Ooh, this will be a good one. This song was number one on this day. Plan for fun. Who's this? Bradley Trainer. You know that? That is Peaches and Herb. Yes. That's oh. right, Peaches and Herb. Again, you just did it fast. It's so annoying. Why don't you just like say your name? Because I'm afraid, because then I... That's a strategy move that's a bad one. Yeah, apparently. Because sometimes if you say your name first and you don't know for sure, and then I've just given it over to you, and I don't want to do that either. Okay, so you're thinking too much is clearly the issue. Suppose you want to do the... One, one more? Two, yeah. Oh, sure. We could do the last one. 1969? Oh, okay. Now yeah, we're going I'm way out. back. I'm no, out this, on this is one. easy. Colleen, you will know this. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Bradley Trainer. <laughs> uh, do do da 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 boobies. That is. The um, title would be uh, preferred than doody daddy doody. Oh, that's. Um, title uh, The Rolling Stones. Uh, oh, Mick Jagger. No, that's uh, not oh. The Rolling Stones. I would like to listen to a little bit more of the song. Happy Donnie. to do that for you, Thanks. Colleen. Joni has my number or something. No, that's not The Rolling Stones. Get back. Get back to where. That's not The Stones. Oh, God, it's the Beatles. It's the Beatles, y'all. Well, it didn't matter because you, you know, you weren't. That would have been one where I would have benefited from your not being. Yeah, you would have gotten that. Let's just do the bonus one for fun. Oh, is there a bonus one? There is a bonus one. Wow. 1994. Number one. This is a very important year. Mm. Oh, Bradley Trainer. Yes, who was that? Is that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I swear mm-hmm. by the moon mm-hmm. I got and the stars in your eyes. In the sky, whatever. The name of the artist. Uh, Colleen, do you know? NSYNC? No. Anybody? That's 98 Degrees, right? Oh. No, it's Nick not Lachey. 98 Degrees. No. Backstreet Boys? No, that was All for One. Oh, man, that one was here okay. and gone in all no time. All for none. All for none. Dumb. Okay, well. Well, that was fun. Thanks. I'll take the point. All right. Thought you would. Love you. Thanks, Donnie. Love, love you, too. Thanks, Donnie. Uh, Holly will be back tomorrow, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have a conversation with her. <laughs> you can. I'm I will say thank be. you. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. I'm next, Lori and Julia. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.